Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Theology Live. Welcome. Hey, Joey Rivera in the house. Good to see you guys. Hey, we, we need to get right to business tonight because we got a lot to cover. It's our Halloween special. It's our All, All Hallows Eve special. Mm-hmm. It came three days early because this happens on Thursdays, not on Sundays. But we're here to uh, talk about all things Halloween. Before we do that, though, we have a Halloween special activity. It's a bad idea. Who thought of this idea? One hundred percent your idea. Oh man! It started with "Let's have Kevin do this." Yeah, but then the Christian in me, oh dang, said we should bear each other's burdens. That's true. Weep with those who weep, and sweat with those who sweat. It was technically my idea, but the scriptures compelled me to spread the love. Wow! So here's the deal. There's this thing called the death peanut. It's like the death nut challenge. And this is the all new version 3.0. They've advanced their technology. Uh, new pepper blends featuring the seven pot primo. Oh, and new eco-friendly packaging. Oh, also, perfect. Also on, on this. Now, now look at just the graphic alone is so Halloween. This that is, the, that's why tonight. it's Halloween. It's Halloween special because. Uh, a little bit Terminator 2 also, by the it way. It actually is like an, a kind of T, T1000 all burned up. All right, so here's the deal. There's levels. Now, I've sampled level one, and we're just skipping level one completely. Now, truth be told, uh, level one was already no joke. Uh-oh. So for those of you who, I'll give you a scale. Level one is already hotter than biting into a, a very spicy jalapeno with seeds, with eating oh, the seeds no. and all. That was level one. But then there's level two, level three, level four, and level five. Now, every 15 or 20 minutes, I don't know. Yeah, I'll do an alarm. 15. Every 15 minutes, we are going to increase the spicy death nut until we get to level five. Now, anytime we could stop because we do do have- And Kevin's doing this too, yeah? Kevin, well, Kevin doesn't get to- Kevin has to stop. Kevin has to finish no matter <laughs> like, what. Like we we have a show to do. <laughs> so true. if we get to level two or three, and uh, for the sake of ministry, yeah, not pr- our pride no. or anything like no. that. We for the stop. sake of the gospel, how can yeah. we preach but it? But Kevin, we on the ones and twos, got to go one, two, three, four, five. So should we start off? We're by gonna just d- dive in straight in. We're gonna it? dive in. So Kevin, leave the ones and twos. Come on here. Did you take those those scissors? Bring them back over here, Kevin. Let me see. So if you're just joining us, we eat spicy things. This is typically called Kevin's Hot Minute. Yeah, we're joining him today for a little Halloween fun, though. Chick or treat. Look at that. Okay, so we're going to start off. You picked the one that had, like, less stuff on it. (laughs) I saw that. You're Kevin. Okay, this is a spicy nut level two of five. Level two of five. We're going to eat this, and anyone except Kevin can tap out on the next ones if we have to. All right, ready? Let's do it. Okay, first impressions are it's really good. It's it tastes really good. It's really hot though. It's like candy. It is. It, it tastes like a. Honey oh, come on, dude. Nut. How's that number two? It's really. It's very. How's hot. that number two? How do you get to number five? How are you doing, Kev? I'm, I'm Kevin. Oh, he's but fine. He's got. I'm a wondering record. a little bit about our timing. Fifteen minute every fifteen minutes will that get us through? Yeah, uh, no, we're going to change it to every twenty-five minutes. No, there's only three more. <laughs> Changed every twenty five minutes. No, it's gonna be. We're gonna do the next right. one at seven forty. No, fifty. Seven fifty. Seven fifty five. <laughs> that's number two. That's very hot. That's a very hot nut, and that's two out that, of five. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb right now. 
and say publicly, there's a very good chance I'm not going to eat all five of these. Uh, there's a very good chance we stop at three. Yeah, and then Kevin can tell us how four and five. It's getting hotter, by the way. No, I know, because I don't know how we go on. Like to finish Night the folks. show? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. So we have to, already this is difficult just to talk and. Yeah, okay, so let me, let me I'm, I'm recovered. All right. So special Halloween episode. Yeah. What is, what is pain, Halloween? suffering, and fire? And we want to get our mouths a sense of what the eternal experience of everyone who <laughs> celebrates Halloween will be this, like. This is the bad. burning of fire. This is bad. I, dude, <laughs> I'm going to do the next one, but barely. And I don't think I'm doing the other ones. If I was just hanging out with you guys and we weren't having to host this show. So here's the deal with Halloween. We called the show, What is Halloween? And it's really, that's, that's the first question because there's a lot of misinformation. Um, but the second question, and this is probably the bigger question for most of you guys, especially those of you with kids, um, but honestly, even just adults as well, um, is what should Christians do with Halloween? Should Christians celebrate Halloween or not? Um, and those two things are kind of bound up with each other. And the reason why is because most of the time, I don't know about you, Isaac, but typically when I see Christians and when I see both non-Christians trying to say why Christians shouldn't care about Halloween— and also Christians telling other Christians why they shouldn't celebrate Halloween, they're often talking about the origins of Halloween as a reason why. So I'll say, Isaac, Isaac is visible. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, actually. You, you might not be able to tell in the stream. Isaac is visibly sweating. I can see sweat. Can you hear how my nose is getting plugged up from it? By the way, this is the, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to the people who listen to this on, on the podcast. Because this is a visual medium friendly episode. All right, but we will do content. So the truth is most Christians just go with the flow on Halloween. They kind of do what the culture yes. around them does them. Don't consciously engage with it. Don't make kind of an intentional, informed decision about how they and or their family are going to relate to it. They just do it. And from literally day one of Theology Live, I have so much saliva in my mouth, dude. I'm just trying to talk. <laughs> This is the dumbest idea. Are we going to do the next one? I feel like we have to. Yeah, we got to. We have to. Okay. So we've said from but the I'm beginning. Not with, I'm not. I'm you're just going to swallow it? And, yeah. Well, then you're going to take over the back half of the episode. You want another one? No, I was going to manage them. Oh, that's a good idea. I don't trust you to manage them. If you manage them, then me and Isaac can't keep eating nut number two and pretend like we're eating the next I one. I got to go <laughs> sneeze. I'll be right back. Isaac's going to sneeze. Number five. So we said from the beginning of Theology Live, back when it was Theology Thursday, and even back when it was just me doing this, that a key purpose of this is to get Christians thinking theologically on purpose, because Christians and people in general are doing theology all the time, whether they know it or not. And Halloween is potentially a dangerous example of that, where you just kind of go along with the flow of culture in a completely normal way, and don't, ever, don't stop and give intentional thought to whether you should or not. So I'm going to pull up a couple of memes while Isaac sneezes. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you got sweat. Am I sweaty? Am I red? Yeah, you're a little sweaty. I'm red, for sure. A little sweaty. Glistening for the camera, just kind of only level two. Yeah, we're in trouble. We're in huge trouble in 10 minutes. Okay, so people so you just... Meme one? Yeah, throw up meme one here. So this is a good example of a skeptic or an atheist making fun of Christians, uh, not necessarily making fun of Christians, but sort of pointing out what they see as the gotcha about Halloween. 
And um, this is, for those just listening, this is a Scooby-Doo meme that's popular where the kid is pulling the mask off the monster and revealing what's really there. And he says, looks like modern Halloween was really Samhain all along. Now, we got to pause here mm-hmm. because this word does not look like it's pronounced Samhain, but it is. At all. It's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N, and it's an old Gaelic word, but you pronounce it Samhain or Samhain. Um, I'm doing my best with that, but it's not Samhain. Casey's giving the advice that dairy will help cool off the burning. Someone brings some milk. I'm fine. <laughs> He's not fine. I'm but fine, uh, Marty. I'm okay. Drinking milk is uh, is for people that's who cheating. Get, that's for quitters. That's cheating. But thank you, Casey. We appreciate your concern. Kevin didn't drink milk when he ate the world's hottest chip. So that's a lighthearted <laughs> meme that's kind of just poking fun at like, hey, you call it Halloween. It's actually this ancient Celtic pagan festival called Samhain, and you dumb people just think you're celebrating Halloween. Yep. You're actually doing an ancient pagan festival. Here's the kind of Christian version. You want to pull up meme two, Kev? This isn't really a meme so much as a warning. And by the way, I took this from a Christian Facebook group. So this is posted in all sincerity. And it says, the Druid Samhain Festival is where all Halloween originates. And then it says below, Druid priests would go door to door to collect children for human sacrifice to appease the dark spirits and the dead, carving pumpkin heads and leaving them at the house of folk who had offered children as a form of ward to prevent spirits from haunting their households. Now you see this as a Christian and go, jeez. I don't want anything to do with this. So Halloween starts out like like with a pagan festival that's like child sacrifice and all this horrible stuff. And this gets repeated and repeated and repeated. And you will see atheists and skeptics say it, like mm-hmm. haha jokes on you Christians, you're actually doing a pagan ancient pagan Celtic thing. And it, even more so you see it from um, the Christian side that Christians will caution other Christians against participating in Halloween. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, you shouldn't be doing this. This is actually, this originates in Samhain, this ultimately evil, pagan, ancient practice. And so we're going to, just to kind of you know put our cards on the table, we're going to get to the point of basically saying, when it comes down to it, the origin of Halloween is actually not the most important thing about it anyway. Mm-hmm. But this is worth engaging because it's such a commonly repeated thing. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, just, just once again, the idea here, the claim being made, is that the Roman Catholic Church, way back in the day, co-opted this existing pagan holiday. And claims like this are made about Easter and Christmas as well. And Pretty, much every, pretty much every holiday that is celebrated in the Christian world, someone will make the claim, well, Christians just took that from the pagans. Yeah. And it's, again, it's, to your point, it's almost just universally accepted. Yeah. And like, no, oh, of course, everyone knows that. And usually... It's it's somewhat grayer than it, they make it sound. We did a whole Christmas episode on this last year. That yeah. You can go back and check out. But yeah, that's the idea. Check is out that the back catalog. All these practices of dressing up, trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, all of this originates with pagan druidic festival. And here's the thing. We can talk the details, but the bottom line is, the truth is that almost certainly, now, uh, big giant disclaimer here. I am not an expert on any of this stuff. Um, I'm doing research this week on this. Mm -hmm. So I'm just doing what anyone can do, which is looking at the sources and then the sources behind the sources of all of this stuff. And to make a long story short, um, this is almost certainly 90-something percent a 19th century myth Yeah, that is not just straight up not true. Some stuff is there is absolutely zero evidence for, zero whatsoever, Mm -hmm. including specifically that Christian, hey, John Bora, what up, man? old friend popping in the chat for the first time. So 
that's that mean that we put up the Christian one that said Druid priests would go house to house and get, get children. There is literally not a shred of evidence mm-hmm. that that's true. And so um, not only that, there's actually no early, and, and part of the, the kind of mythology of this is that the Samhain is this end of the season, like summer is ending, winter is starting yeah. festival. That's, that's the connection that's made, right. is that, and this is important to note, is that this, the seasonal changes were noticed by everyone, every ancient people group in the world. So oftentimes at, you know, the shortest day of the year, or the, the longest night of the year, or the, the change from summer to fall, there'd be special significant celebrations, ceremonies, holidays. So you literally have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of overlap of these days on these significant days, um, partially because everyone's looking up at the same night sky. Yeah, and everyone's going, this is around the time when we harvest all our crops and we wait till next year. Exactly. So at the end of October, the church basically commissions this holiday that had already been going on for a very long time. So you got sources going all the way back to like the second century. Yeah. Talking about this, well, talking about, so here's the thing that's interesting. There is very ancient kind of like oral tradition, like you said, from almost every culture talking about these types of things, but there's actually not a single early source at all that connects the word Samhain with November 1st. Nothing. I'm talking 12th, 12th 12th. century. No, I'm referring to the fact that Christians had annual celebrations to celebrate martyrs. Yes. Going all the way back to the- That starts in the 4th century and maybe even earlier where there's at least quotes that they're being prayed for and Yeah, so in the first 500 years, there are annual celebration. It's not celebrate. It's a weird- Commemoration, Yeah, of, of Christians- who have died as martyrs. Yeah. So then a few hundred years after this has been going on again and again, some of these dates get solidified into one day. Yeah. And specifically with this one, the holiday for the Catholic church was, and is all saints day. All saints day happens on November 1st. That's like you said, the day where, where uh, all of the saints of the Catholic church are prayed for. And by the way, it's not just the, the Roman Catholic church that does this in the Protestant tradition. Lutherans and Anglicans have this. The entire Eastern Church, Eastern Orthodox and other denominations also have it, but they actually do celebrate it on a different day. Mm-hmm. So November 1st is All Saints Day. And then the day after that, on November 2nd, is All Souls Day. And that's where it's for all departed Christians, period, not mm-hmm. just saints. And so the day before All Saints Day, October 31st, um, now All Saints Day is not just called All Saints Day. It's also called Mass, All Hallows Day. It's just a similar a word that means the same thing. And so... All Hallows Evening was the day before All Hallows Day. Like Christmas Eve. Exactly like Christmas Eve. And you can condense that word, All Hallows Evening, down to Halloween. Mm -hmm. And that's how you end up with Halloween. So the point you're making is you have this Christian day, All Hallows Eve, and you have these, you know, variety of other festivals around the world that are happening at the same time. And the claim that's being made is that actually the Catholic Church picked that day to capitalize on Samhain and kind of adopted and appropriated all of these rituals. The problem is, like I said, there is nothing, not a single ancient source linking November 1st and Samhain. The earliest one we get is the 12th century, which is just in the eyes of history, incredibly, incredibly late. And even that there's, there's no Halloweeniness to it at all. It's just, there's nothing even supernatural. Um, it's just the idea that is communicated in that 12th century document that this is a day on which the kind of realm of the dead and the spiritual 
is more accessible. Spiritual world and our world, the barrier is weaker. It's, yeah, it's thinner on that day. And again, that's not just a Celtic thing. That's a fairly mm-hmm. common idea in cultures around the world. So that's 12th century, and it's not at all about Halloween. And here's where it gets, well, I'll be really quick here because I'm just getting nerdier than most people probably need to get. Um, but the origins of the kind of like mythologized version of Samhain that include all these sort of like scary, creepy sounding things start in the 17th century, which is incredibly late. And it was in writings by a guy named Jeffrey Keating, who was like a poet and a priest and did a bunch of other stuff. And he was a historian. But from what I read, I'm not, again, not an expert on this. From what I read, it sounds like basically all of this guy's stuff is kind of like rejected by modern scholars mm-hmm. as far as their, their kind of historical reliability. That this yeah. guy, he makes stuff up and he's, you know, kind of like fantastical and you can't trust him as a historian. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who talks about human sacrifice and stuff, but basically no one believes him. Now, a couple hundred years after that, in the late 19th century, 1890, which again, we're 1890 is like yesterday in the eyes of history. Um, there's a really, really influential book that I'm sure you've heard of also called The Golden Bough, or however you spell Bough, B-O-U-G-H, Golden Branch, um, that was written about kind of like a lot of different folklore type things. And that popularized the idea that Samhain was a year-end day that was about honoring the dead. And that's the, only, that's the first book that made the claim that All Saints Day took their day from that day. So you have two separate, complete, two separate streams, if you will. And over time, and to be fair, fairly recently, yeah. people start trying to merge these things. But the further you go back, you really see they're, they're two different streams. And not only are they different, but our evidence for All Saints Day is way, way earlier. So we yeah. have like... Like you said, there's 4th century stuff about the general idea of All Saints Day. We get All Saints Day linked to November 1st in the 9th century in an actual like papal letter. So Pope Gregory the 4th writes a letter about how November 1st is All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's happening in, you know, over in a completely different part of Europe yeah. while All Saints Day is being celebrated in the spring yeah. in Ireland where this Celtic Samhain festival is supposed to have happened. Um, so people just make, they're like... Oh yeah, don't you know, this comes from this druid pagan and ho- holiday, and this this type of stuff happens all the time. All One the of time. the examples I was thinking of was um, it's either the twelve or the sixteen. I think the sixteen. It's a book uh, over a hundred. I think over a hundred years old now. Called oh the sixteen yeah. crucified yeah. messiahs of the world. It's a great example. And the related and, movie Zeitgeist that was much more. Yeah. Famous. So the, the the book comes out and it says, "Oh, Jesus Christ is just a copycat figure of over sixteen other crucified Messiah figures," and in the book it'll show how like Osiris had twelve disciples and was died on a cross and rose and like people believed it. Like, oh my the, gosh! The it's problem all the is, it's like he just made he made it all it just, up. Is There's it true? no cited sources that have any bearing among ancient scholars that this is actually the case. And it was so popular. Well, it's one of those things that's like scholars know. Yeah, right. But it caught on the popular level that you could just see it. And you'd even see it like on like documentaries on TV and they're just repeating this nonsense. And then there was, yeah, the YouTube video zeitgeist that basically put it in video form. And I remember when I was a youth pastor, students coming to me and being like, Oh my gosh, what, what about this? And it's it's just completely made up. And by the way, we're not just talking about memes. I'm saying very respected and frankly, very, very intelligent Christian leaders. um, The history channel, national geographic, all of them will repeat this thing that most people believe that, you know, there was a Celtic pagan holiday called Samhain that marked yeah. it. Most people believe it. 
but it ain't true. And and so so all you have to do to do this, like I'm not a specialist in Gaelic history. It's like you just have to look at the source and go, you know, okay, how, well, how far back does this go? And what's that person's source? And what do people think about this guy's mm-hmm. works? And one source for this that I use a lot that's that's actually funny because it's an atheist. Um, I should have written down the name of his blog. I'll put I'll put it in the comments so you guys can find it. There is an uh, a a historical blogger who's an atheist, and his entire aim is to be truly rational. So he typically takes claims made by skeptics and atheists and kind of subjects them to more rigorous historical study. Mm-hmm. And he, um, his article on Halloween is, is excellent. So again, the, the short version of, of all of that is when you hear people say Halloween actually is a, a pagan holiday called Samhain and the Catholic Church stole it. The truth is they probably, there, there might have been something called that. I'm not saying there wasn't. I'm just saying there's absolutely no evidence for it and nothing linking any of our modern Halloween practices to that. N- literally nothing. Yeah. And so things like um, carving jack-o'-lanterns is Irish. Like that did, it does seem like that started there, but not in any way that's related to a pagan festival called Samhain um, and not that long ago even. And so most of the things that we associate with modern Halloween actually have their roots in the the hollows they call it like the all hollows triv, trivium or something trivium mm-hmm. it's the it's those three days all hollows eve all hollows day and then all souls day and so things like you know trick or treating um, almost certainly originated with a all saints day practice of the poor going around to houses to receive and like people would give them food. people would give them food and then that evolves and and again I'm not saying there's not cross influence from other stuff of course there is. The biggest influence of all being the kind of modern American consumerist approach to holidays. That's the biggest influence. Yeah, what do you know? What's the biggest influence upon modern Christmas tradition? Materialism. Yeah, and that's the case here too. Like Like, all the holidays that have been invented so that you send cards or buy products. Yeah. It's funny on Twitter, like every other week is like, it's National Pancake Day. Pancake Day. (laughs) National Burrito Day. National, I think there's like, 10 national taco days. Yeah, for sure. That one comes up far too often. National so, coffee day. So yeah, happening. most of this stuff isn't rooted in ancient paganism. It's rooted in people trying to make money off you. Yeah. And so stuff evolves and stuff, you know, in influences other cultures and stuff. But the closer I looked at this, the thing that kind of bummed me out about it actually is that the, the story that's being told, I think is actually the exact opposite of the truth. And so what's told is that you have this pagan festival and then over time it's co-opted by Christians and turned into something different. Yeah. It actually historically looks like the exact opposite thing happened. Yeah. There's a Christian festival yeah. called All Saints Day that gets co-opted by, in our day, the secular world and maybe before that some pagan influences. Certainly even today there are, there are pagan connections happening now yes. with Halloween. Um, but those all come later. And it looks like it started with the church. And so it's actually originally a Christian holiday that's been gradually appropriated by paganism and consumerism, not the other way around. That's right. We got to eat a nut as much as we want to get away with it. For those of you just joining us, we've been eating. Uh, oh, look, Jacob even told us. Yeah. So we've been eating increasingly spicy nuts. We have, we've had number two. We're on to number three. I'm genuinely concerned about this, but we got to do it. This Time is, is a ticking. bad idea. Again, I would like to draw your attention to the person who thought of it. You pick it a little one. Come hey, on, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin gets that big one. Uh, oh. oh my gosh. Nervous. I'm a little concerned right now. Shall we? Oh, you're already chewing. 
Did you chew it? I'm totally chewing it too. They're good. They taste really good. Yeah, that's really good. You can do a second one. Done. Straight gulped it with water. (laughs) That may hurt later. It's really hot. Okay. Careful, careful on the face with the with the hand that touched the spice. That's true. So here's the big kind of like twist about everything we just said. Most of the reason I told you all of that is not because I think I'm trying to defend Halloween by saying it's not actually pagan. I'm getting. I can tell how red I'm getting because I can feel it. Yeah. Here's here, yeah. The trick is we kind of said, oh, it actually started off as yeah. Christian, but that still doesn't doesn't really matter that much. And and so. The main reason we told you that, just to, to put a, a, a button on that, is that um, there's a princi- there's a principle. Yes. You're, you're, here, take take a little breath. Yeah, please. You, there's you, there's you a tell principle. The principle. People just say stuff, and they say it confidently, and people will believe it and move on with it. So you have you have and atheists gets repeated and, and repeated. Christians saying the same thing about Halloween, rather than I mean, it's an, an excellent time to say. Well, the root of the word comes from this tradition that the church had that actually celebrated Christians who were willing to die and lay down their lives. <laughs> <coughs> Little pepper got caught in my throat. I'll take over for their faith. And so, so again, it's as we're about to say, the origins of it are not the most important thing about it, but just because a million people think something doesn't mean it's true. And, and again, we're not experts. We could be wrong or slightly misrepresenting some of this on accident, but just do your own research. And if somebody says, you know, hey, this is a pagan holiday, just check their work or ask somebody. John Bohr is really proud of uh, Kevin. Of Kevin, yeah. <clears throat> now, Ben Allen has wow. a good question. He says, were any of the Halloween practices from long ago polemics against the naturalist spiritual religions? Now, I have heard that there were early church practices in, that involved, that might be part of where we got some of our dressing up stuff, that involved um, dressing up as frightful things to then be scared away Yes, because of the victory of Jesus. Yeah. Now, I'm saying that with a grain of salt because I haven't checked primary sources. Yeah, I haven't checked either. primary sources either, but I know that there's been traditions, <clears throat> and, I, and I've heard of people still celebrating traditions where, um, for instance, you would dress up as like ghouls and ghosts, and then someone would chase you away. And it's if to say Christ and his followers can chase away yeah. evil. So it's not glorifying the ghoul. It's actually, if anything, it's kind of denigrating them in a sort of play act. Yeah, it's taunting death or something like that. But here's the thing. There's and, some, and yeah, again, to your point, you have these two streams. Old pagan holiday, Christian one. And sometimes they, there might be overlap. There might be influence. If there is, it comes in very late. Um, but the heart of it is... Not necessarily the origin story, but what is taking place yes. today? How is how are Christians to interact with this? Yeah. There's something actually called the genetic fallacy that you might have heard of before. I, well, you definitely have. I mean, the viewer might have heard of before. Um, and it's a fallacy that basically says some an argument is irrelevant if it's based only on something's history or origin or source, mm-hmm. rather than like its current context or its current meaning. So if if I say, you know, you can't celebrate Christmas because a long time ago on Christmas, people did this bad thing. That's actually a fallacy 
Because at the end of the day, the most important thing about it is what it stands for and means now. Now, I'm not going to take that all the way and say that something's origins don't matter at all. Yes. But they are certainly less important. They are one factor in many in determining that object as it stands presently. Yeah. You can't just say, well, you know, that's how it started. So that's, for example, um, I believe the little like hot cross buns that you bake. Yeah. Were little. They used to be called soul cakes. I did not know that, uh, but I thought it was just like little cross bread that you that they the church gave out to. Yeah, they gave to the poor. So uh, I want to sing soul cakes, but with the soul glow melody from Coming to America. Hey, I'm <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the next minute. Just trying to survive. Uh, but the point would be like, well, you can't eat those unless they're being distributed to the poor type of right. thing. Um, it's the origin story doesn't determine it. So again, the real question is what now? Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff like that. Like there's, there are things that might've held a different symbolic value a long time ago that no longer hold that. And this is to Bobby's point actually. So what Bobby asked was, uh, I called him Bobby. His name's technically Robert. Robert. I apologize, Robert John Trapp. I know him as Bobby. Man of dignity. He says, even if it wasn't originally a pagan holiday, could you make the argument that it has become a holiday, holiday that is pagan like? And I would say, um, emphatically, Yes. And I actually think that's the most important thing for the Christian to consider about Halloween. I would probably, now, I would want to separate this a little bit. And this is the next point I was going to make anyway, um, because Halloween is a pagan holiday. So it's a holy day on the calendars of Wiccans and and some varieties of Satanists and other kind of occult practitioners. Mm -hmm. So that came way, way, way later than All Saints Day. But it is considered to be a holy day where, you know, sort of like we said before, the you know, the veil is thinner between the spirit world and this world and evil and uh, dead spirits and things like, so there, there are absolutely pagan occult practices that happen. I would say predominantly Halloween now is not a pagan holiday, but a secular holiday, a secular holiday that has influence from multiple. Yeah. Now, now all these different types of streams have, have, there's a confluence. Yeah. If you will. There you go. I will. Uh, so there's, no, come on. Uh, there's a. <laughs> I deserve you, that. You have occultic stuff taking place. You have just straight up consumerism, yeah, let's sell materialism, celebrating. You have um, people just b- celebrating evil, bloody, yeah. grotesque, violent stuff. And then you have um, people dressing up their kids as bumblebees and pumpkins and rabbits yeah. and. Avocados, And this requires discernment because at the end of the day, I really believe, um, and we're going to get in, a, in just a minute to how Christians, we our suggestions for how Christians ought to approach this, but uh, taking all of those past historical issues aside, Halloween now absolutely represents a celebration of, of death and darkness and evil and gore and torture, even if it's kind of like watered down and made kid-friendly. Yeah, I would say at least driving through neighborhoods in our town, you'll get some that are like, oh, it's pumpkin Snoopy. Yeah. And maybe a spider web with a spider on it. But a lot of the decorations are much more creepy. Yeah, the, my neighborhood's terrible, man. I uh, I told this story in church, but many of the people watching and listening haven't heard it. My daughter, who's three and a half, had her first ever nightmare that she could remember and explain to me because of Halloween decorations in my neighborhood. She doesn't know what a skull is called. And so when she woke up, what she told me, she's crying. And she told me- I know me, what a skull looks like. There was a, yeah, it looks like this right here. And we're going to have to get to that in a second too. She told me there was a smiley face of bones in her dream. 
And so that's why she was scared. And so I hate Halloween decorations because they're scaring my children. It definitely but, changes as when you're a parent of young kids, for yeah. sure. And there, and there so is, it forces you to think about it in some ways that you haven't. It should. It definitely, I think it should. And I think a lot of people don't. But, but man, again, even if it's made playful, it's still the, the kind of majority of it is geared around things that are dark and mm-hmm. that are oriented towards evil and suffering. So it's dead bodies and it's witches and it's demons and monsters and zombies and kind of all of these these things that are in fact dark. And so it is worth there's considering. Not a, there's very few ways in which a Christian can celebrate demons yeah. that are appropriate. I mentioned one briefly earlier where you might have a tradition where someone dresses up as some demonic figure, but then Jesus shows up and drives people away. But there's very few, because context determines how these right. things to be. Like, <clears throat> So I, there's very, very few ways in which these things, I think, could be done in a way that's appropriate for a Christian. Yeah. That's not to say it's impossible. And I'm not talking about you know, you dressing up as a pumpkin type of thing. We're talking about what we're seeing the majority of this turn into. There's just not a way for a Christian to to celebrate that. And so maybe we should, at this point, give kind of our three suggestions for different ways that Christians can engage with Halloween. And then we'll, we can get people to, to lean in and give their opinions and, uh, and we can give some more examples. Yeah, and, and Robert ag- agrees, says the decorations have gotten crazier in the last decade. I completely, 100% agree with you. I mean, literally, we go on walks in my neighborhood like every day. And it's gotten to the point where I will choose the route of my walk to avoid the... So your mo- kid don't get scared. Because I'm like, I don't want her to see this, this nasty... There's a person hanging on a, by their neck, this uh-huh. dead body. You know, there's a skeleton in a cage that died being tortured. You're like, what, yeah. why are, what are we doing? And so um, here's the kind of three approaches. We'll see. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give the three overview. We're going to eat number four. And then we're going to talk about them a little more, okay? This is a bad idea. I know. I've been agreeing with you the whole time. Kevin, how do you feel? Kevin's just unfazed over there. He doesn't have to host a show. Switch jobs, Kevin, then see how you feel. <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but the audience might. You s- <laughs> All, right. All right. So here's... Here, I'll say this first. I really think there are... We're going to do this like in a 1995 sermon manner. Yeah. Three key principles. Oh, they all have to start with the same letter, though. To ponder while practicing... Pumpkin day. Pumpkin day. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really, though, what the 90s pastor would do. He'd call Halloween pumpkin day to make sure everything started with the P. Yeah, he'd change the holiday in order to get the alliteration. (laughs) So, um, in my opinion, and again grace for each other in this because there are people all over the map. There are Christians who are like, it's, it's evil and demonic to participate in this holiday in any way. Yeah. All the way to people who are like, it's not a big deal. I dress my kid up as the devil and it's not a problem. That might be pushing it. That's definitely pushing it. In my opinion, there is not one right answer on this. There's not, here's mm-hmm. the prescription of what you have to do. I think there is a general approach that can kind of manifest in three primary ways. The one mistake that I think Christians often make. The one thing I think Christians shouldn't do is to um, not think about it at all. So you're going to say there's like three different operating systems yes. at which to approach this by. And here's what I'd say and they one's are. A ba- w- the fourth one's a bad one. It's not optional for a Christian, but here's three ways to look at it. Yeah, and here's the three. Thoughtfully engage with Halloween, thoughtfully disengage from Halloween, and find or create alternatives to Halloween. 
Those are the three that I would say. So you can engage in a thoughtful way with yourself and your family. You can disengage in a thoughtful, intentional way, or you can seek out or create alternative things to celebrate so that your family can have fun and you don't have to participate in something that goes against your conscience. Now we'll tell you more about what that means after we eat num- number four. Could we, after this, do, uh, don't we have some, like... We got a tweet of the week. You want to do that? Because we could, yeah, after this, so we have don't have to think. I like hardly. it. We're going to do tweet of the week after this. <clears throat> I'm actually nervous because the last one was pretty hot. Although, I'm going to say this. The difference between two and three was not that great. They were both pretty... What do you think, Kev? Three was more delicious. But not really that much hotter, right? Come over here, Kevin. Eh, a little. Kevin, yours is right here, man. This is no. This is visibly... Covered with more stuff. Oh, look at that one. That You can't eat that one. That here, count. If you let me eat that one, you can have that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's Okay, one. okay, okay. Let me get, let me get it. <laughs> you, it's not give about me, this. Give me back that one. All right, I want this one. Oh! No. Okay. <laughs> but is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Let's do it. Wait a second. Oh, there's, this a big old like, a there's a big old like nodule one. of spice on this one. This one's pretty. All right, here we go. Oh, that's a good one, Kev. All right, let's do it. Ready? Here we go. Dude, I just smelled it. Oh, my. I'm doing them all on the same side of my mouth. I don't know if that's a mistake. That's Jeez less That's less tasty than number three. Oh. oh, boy. <laughs> you want to hit? You got water? I got water. Could you uh, pull up the tweet of the week, Kevin? Yes. Everybody, um, feel free to jump in with how you guys celebrate Halloween if you want to and you're comfortable. Here's our tweet of the week. This is a special tweet of the week, and we got a little... That panned really nicely across the stereo field. Did you hear it? I have a... Um, you know how we're like your back molars kind of have a dip? <laughs> I do too. I can't get out, and so I'm having to dig it I out with my tongue. I have the same exact thing. Okay, there's all the thing in my tongue right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got it out. This is a wild episode, everybody. I hope you're... I had to dig it out because it was burning through. Into your, creating a cavity. Well, I probably already, all those probably were cavities when I was a little kid. It was eating away the, the mercury they put in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, little um, historical tidbit for you guys here. Hey, on here's Theology the good Live. news. Yeah. There's only one more. I think we should do the last one at like 829. So we can just, because we're not going to be able to. I keep digging pieces out with. Because they're sitting in my so tongue. so much hotter. How are you doing, Kev? Good. Put the camera on you, hot shot. Let him see. You s- let me see. Let's see. See, he ain't all good. Like, he's all good. And then you put it on him. No, that's hey, he looks like us. He's, so, tr- he's already dressing up for Halloween with that fake smile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's another good 90s sermon. You know, it may not be Halloween, but I see a lot of masks in here. Yep. A lot of people yep. coming in. That's good. Happy 2021, face. man. Oh, dude, it's this one's so hot in my throat. So, all right. So, okay, go ahead. So, Tell the people what uh, what else is celebrated on October 31st. Better than Halloween is Reformation Day, which is October 31st every year. We celebrate uh, the Re- Reformation that took place over 500 years ago. Uh, the 500-year anniversary was three years ago, 2017. Uh, four years ago, but yeah. Okay. We lost you a You can year. still do math right now? I can't. <laughs> That's the homeschool in him. His Ooh. mouth is burning. His world is ending. I can actually still do years. 21 minus 17. I'm actually four years now I'm on. <laughs> so yeah, on October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the door of All Saints Church in Wittenberg. 
Can't believe I'm remembering this yeah. right now. My throat is. The church is named All Saints Day on all. The church is named All Saints Church. And on he does all it on Hallows all Eve, he all. does it. Yes. Is it in your throat? Because the last ones were. I don't have a mouth anymore. You just you've. <laughs> it's gone. The the it's the the esophagus has kind of been carterized into this. Oh, okay. I think it's starting to to dial back. So we celebrate um, Martin Luther. And the Reformation on October 31st. And by the way, if you are drawn to the idea of having an alternate, alternative celebration on Halloween. And your rather, three options. Yeah. One was to create alternatives. Reformation Day is a great one. Teach your kids about Martin Luther um, and, and about kind of the Reformation and what happened. Might be a good time to, to kind of talk about the solas. And uh, yeah, so that, that's an option. Now, pull up the tweet again because it's just Hold a, on. Kevin, can you name all five solas off the top of your head right now? We should have given him a jalapeno before he asked yeah. you this. Sola Scriptura. One. Scola, sola <laughs> Fide. Got it. Faithful. Uh, so, man. I know. Do you, Should we work together Sofine. to complete it? I know Sola Gratia is one. Okay, you're at three. Yeah, only grace. I took Latin, man. I should know these. One's Christ, right? Is yes. it? Yeah. Sola Christus? I'm a really bad reformed Christian right now that you I can't could remember just the fake fifth it. line. Solus Christus, Sola Dia Gloria, and oh, Excelsis Deo. Dia Gloria is the last one. <laughs> that was is the last that really one. one? Dio from the rock Dio. guy. Yeah. I'm the man on the yeah. sail. So that, that, there we got it. All right. So the, yeah, Martin Luther. So he, he starts the Reformation. Um, at least in the most dramatic moment of it happens on this day. So we got a, a really legit quote from uh, Martin Luther as our tweet of the week. You want to pull it back up, Kev? This classic Theology Live content right here, this tweet. He says, I am not permitted to let my love be so merciful as to tolerate and endure false doctrine. Like it. That's great. Um, what's going on right now for me <laughs> is I, I legitimately rubbed my nose and got, it's You're my trouble. nose is burning. So I some like spaghetti sheepdog says, what did I just walk into? Here's the thing. We're trying to do a serious theology show like we do every week, but we also decided to add the element of eating increasingly insanely hot peanuts. Show them the skull. And so we just ate number four, and all of us, including our operator, Kevin, we're all suffering pretty bad. We're still trying to talk theology, but we're also suffering. We have one left, and we're going to do it at like 828 and let you guys watch us die. Yeah, legit. We'll Don't touch stream. your nose or your cheeks or your eyes. Yeah, I got the corner of my mouth on the outside, and yeah, it's my on no, fire. Right here is just... So So let's walk through these a little bit, and then we'll wrap up. The, the, the three that I suggested are to thoughtfully engage, thoughtfully disengage, or come up with an alternative. Here's what I mean by thoughtfully engage. I do not personally believe that a Christian needs to necessarily, be, by, because of their faith, have nothing whatsoever to do with Halloween. Um, I absolutely think that seeing it as dark and evil and choosing to remove yourself is a fine option for a Christian, I don't think you have to dive all the way in. Now, Kevin, what are you doing? You going to eat them all? No. No, Kevin's got <laughs> bad ideas. Kevin's trying to, Kevin's trying to get a CD. Now, I, one, one preface thing is, because this is important, because um, you're giving three options for the Christians, and the, one that, and the fourth one that you're saying you can't do is just not think about it and just adopt it wholesome. Right. Part of the problem, and many of you, some some of you listening to this episode want like an answer. Yeah. I either, Halloween's either good 
and I get to do it or it's bad and I don't do it. And so oftentimes we approach our faith um, like the law in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the law has 613 rules, statutes, commands, all this stuff. There's rules for everything. Um, and we go, okay, show me the Bible verse where it says, what should I do as a Christian with my family? Thou, thou as I shall or shall not do yeah. Halloween. And it, the Bible's not going to do that. But what it does give you is wisdom. This is what the book of Proverbs is about, for instance. It's, it's wisdom. And what wisdom says is, how can I like live out my faith and live in God's good world in a way that exercises yeah. wisdom? And understanding that's, who God is, understanding the world he made and what he has called me to. Yes. How should I then live? That's yes. the name of the faith. And so what book. we're saying is that we can't authoritatively give you an answer and says, this is what you should do. We know what you can't do, and that's just adopt it and not think about it. Christians are to think intentionally about yeah. all things, especially things like this. But with kind of godly counsel, we're yeah. saying, here's three options that Christians can in good conscience adopt. Now, you or I may not even agree yeah. on which one of those three we should adopt. There's three that we think with Christian liberty, you can do. Yes, well One, put. again, is to en- engage in a critical way. And in a thoughtful way. And, and what I mean by that is have an awareness of what this holiday is about, what's being celebrated, and um, for yourself, and then especially for those of you who are parents, when you talk to your kids about it, you know, have an answer prepared for when they say, why is there a dead body on this on our neighbor's lawn? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why, are, why do people like to dress up like demons? And... Um, you know, and, and I would I would personally say, don't dress up in that way for uh, you or your kids. Don't trivialize thing, at least, evil. You, at minimum, this is why you can't not do anything. Because right. if you're a parent, and for instance, you have young kids, or even if you're a grandparent or something, someone's going to ask you, what's up with this? And yeah. so you at least have to have an answer why our culture yeah. celebrates this. Unless you're going to lock your kids response. up for the entire month of October, you can't, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. And so, so I would say... The, the wise thing as a Christian to do, I believe, is do not participate in trivializing what is evil and dark and contrary to God's good, good will for humanity. Mm-hmm. And so that, that means, at a bare minimum, think critically about the costumes that you and your children will wear. Um, if you're, if you're a, an adult, think critically about the costume you wear, the parties you go to. The types of environments don't. This is a good principle in general. Don't do something, wear something, act in a way that you wouldn't on a different day of the year. Just because mm-hmm. it's Halloween doesn't mean it's you don't get to be. Like, oh man, it's Halloween, man! I get to do evil stuff. Yeah, exactly. And there's a you guys know what I'm talking about. There's a million ways to do that. So so for your kids, if you want to dress up your kid, my daughter told me she wants to be a ladybug this year. I don't think there's anything wrong with dressing your kid up as a ladybug going trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. It's honestly one of the one of the positives of engaging in this way is um, you get to potentially meet neighbors that in our culture, we don't do that very much. We don't yeah. knock on each other's doors. Yeah, we have people at the church that um, they give out like the best candy in the neighborhood. Their house is one of light and it's ha- like it's happy yeah. pumpkins with Snoopy. And then when people knock on the door, they have like legit the over candy. the top candy. Yeah. And then they'll have a note in there with like a Bible verse or something about like, Thank God we don't have to fear death because Christ conquered it or something like yeah. that. So th- that's that's an example of engaging with it. Yeah. And so you you meet your neighbors, you you determine to be friendly and warm and light and to to talk to your kids because you're going to have to either way mm-hmm. to talk to your children about the frankly to put it bluntly the fact that it's very weird that we live in a world that wants to celebrate this gross stuff. Um 
And so, you know, that's like what I, what I tell my kids, my daughter will be like, why do they have that? I'll be like, I don't know. That's weird. I wouldn't want that in my front yard. People are weird. People are weird. That's the answer. We got it figured and out. And they know, you know, and you're weird too. John Bora says he has a picture that he was a bumblebee as a baby. We're going to, we know that that was actually last year, John, and that's okay. Yeah. Now, um, Ben Allen says, isn't there something in the scriptures about tongues being set on fire by hell? That's in the book of James. He's right. And he says, we're talking about the hellacious topic of Halloween and setting our tongues on fire. And he appreciates how meta we're being today. And it's meta because meta was just launched today. That's true. That's true. We just, you just boosted us in the search algorithms by talking about it, by the yep. way. I so rubbed that, my nose again a second so, ago. So a that's mistake. the thoughtful engagement. Don't, don't, don't put your kid in a demon costume on Halloween and, and think that it's a normal thing to trivialize the idea of demons. So you got engage alternatives like Reformation Day. Yeah, Reformation Day, Harvest, Harvest festivals, festivals, Trunk or Treats, those sorts of things. And then the third option I would give would be um, to thoughtfully disengage. And, and when I, the reason I say that so carefully is because it's not an option, like we were saying, to just say Halloween's evil, we're just not going to do it and shut the door, turn your porch light off, and just have a normal night. Now, you can do that, but know that if you're going to do that, you, your family as it grows is going to encounter more and more kind of resistance to that. It might be fine when your kids are my kid's age, mm-hmm. two, three. Some, or even if not resistance, just what's going, like you, yeah. as you said, you can't go to the grocery store without seeing something. So yeah. you have to, and you could get, choose not to celebrate it in any way, shape, or form yeah. and be in good Christian conscience, but you can't just... Like, close your eyes everywhere. Yeah, and, and as your kids get older, there's no question that they're going to be, all my friends are doing this, why don't we? And there's this thing going on, why can't I go to it? Because all your friends are dumb. And that, <laughs> there you go. Isaac's got the solution for you there. Now, if that's... That's the answer to everything. All if your friends are dumb. there's not alignment between what mom and dad say and what your friends are doing. It's because doing. they're dumb and daddy is smart. And so, so that's... And again, I actually think, I'm not trying to discourage that. I think Christians in the modern world are going to have to get better and better at explaining why we're different to our children. And so we have to learn how to tell them, you're right, everyone else does this and we don't, and here's why. Big, giant, meta principle for Pumpkin Day episode. Yeah. We are going to have to get better and better at teaching our children and raising our families to know why we're different. Yes. We are we are different. We're not yeah. like and there's a reason why and it's for this purpose. It's yeah. not just to be And it's and it might sometimes be good to not do something that literally everyone else is doing. And so if you choose to disengage with Halloween, do it not in a defensive scared way, but in an empowered, no, we don't do this and here's why we don't do this and here's I would encourage what we will do instead. Like here's a lesson for the kids right here is clearly Peer pressure was created for us to do this dumb idea. Yes. And we're all like, we don't want to back out because it'd be hurt to our pride. Yeah. But if you were different and not succumbing to your pride, be like, this is a dumb idea. I'm yeah. not doing it. That's true. And yet, you know what? We're all going to eat. Going. We're all going to eat number five. Now, Noel, Noel says, my family would go to the movies on Halloween in order to not participate in the cultural celebration. We would very rarely go to the movies because we were poor, so it was a nice family night. That's a great example of, of your parents choosing to disengage from it, but to, but to provide an alternative that was fun for your family. And I imagine part of that was just wisdom on their part of knowing, rather than feeling like they're missing out, they have something else to be excited about and to look forward to. 
Yeah, that's good. Anybody else, if you have something like that, a thought or a suggestion, what you plan to do or what was done growing up, I'll, I'll be honest and just say that um, when I was growing up, man, um, in the 90s, it just, it, there really wasn't, there was a little bit more of a kind of lightheartedness to Halloween and it didn't ever feel like a dark thing to me. Um, but I, you know, we weren't a haunted house family. You were already a devil. That's probably why. Okay, All right. Are we ready? Are we ready to do this? So everybody comment with, uh, with, you know, in the next 45 seconds, comment what you did. Yeah. Stuff you did. We'll read some of those and then we'll probably wrap up a tiny bit early tonight. Halloween special in the comments for this video. If you're watching <laughs> Look at this, look at there, this. There's a double. In it's there. a double for Kevin. That's from the Lord or he's blessed you. Look at that's a double. That's, that's a, a double, double portion. And I got a, I got a half language. single portion. There's another double portion back there. Ooh, that is double portion. Oh, here's one for you, Sam. That's a little guy. It's really, it's really dark, though. Okay, small I'm going to make one more serious point, and then we're going to eat these because I don't think I'm going to be <laughs> capable again. Um, and this is, this is another kind of broad principle for Christians to consider about everything in life. If you're thinking about Halloween, um, typically Christians are always looking for where the line is where something becomes bad and we shouldn't do it. We're looking for a rule of what not to do. And I would suggest that Christians should instead be thinking, how can I glorify God? And so when it comes to Halloween, with you and with your family, don't just think, where's the line to where now I'm doing something bad and I'll get in trouble? And instead think, how can I best glorify God during this season? All right, enough seriousness. Okay. We're hey, doing it. So my, so, so my kids know their father looked the world's hottest peanut in the eye and said, do your worst. <laughs> hey, I don't need no water. No water, kids. Look at your dad's face. Show my face, Kevin. Show his face, Kevin. Oh, it's hot. That's just your normal face. <laughs> Doesn't affect me. You know, one of those things where it Doesn't shows affect like, me. like happy, sad. Doesn't like, bother me. Like you teach kids facial expressions. Isaac's would just be this face for all of the emotions. No problem. <laughs> I don't need any water. You could just keep the camera on me. You could keep it on me. Hey, this Kevin, no problem. pull up Bobby Trout's uh, comment because this is a memory from my life as well. He says, Harvest Festival. This is something that's common at churches uh, all across the country, and our church did it when I was a kid as well. In fact, I went to the same church as, as Robert Trout, and I also attended that Harvest Festival, and it was awesome. It kind of kept the best things about the holiday, so kids would dress up. There were no freaky, gory. <laughs> Isaac is crying. <laughs> there's, there's a glisten. Put it back on me. <laughs> don't hurt I like it I like it I'd eat more of them but I want to give them out to kids as they trick or treat now that's a way to thoughtfully engage thoughtful engagement <laughs> theology Thursday live are we done yeah I think we're done now um, I'm just going to say <laughs> we've never been this shiny at the end of a this one's building dude don't hurt. I don't know what you're talking about. On that about. note, everybody, be thoughtful in how you celebrate Halloween. We will be back next week. And uh, pray for us. Here.